Will you please join me in a word of prayer? May the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. And we say together, amen. Current sociological research on the millennial generation, those of you who are currently as college students, indicates that many millennial Christians are fed up with what they describe as a do-nothing Christianity. They have been exposed to the social ills of the world and want to make a difference. They want to be part of a faith that is actively involved in social justice issues. They want to fight against such ills as sex trafficking, oppressive political regimes, poverty, and global warming. Texts such as Micah 6.8 become creedal statements of a sort for this social conscious Christian. It speaks to a do-something Christianity versus a do-nothing faith. Let's hear Micah's words again. And what does the Lord require of you but to do justice and to love kindness and to walk humbly with your God? Even the previous verses in Micah 6 speak volumes to this believer. For the voice of God through Micah challenges a faith that seems to be based on mere ritual observance. God seems to be saying that he doesn't want expensive burnt offerings, grain offerings, or even for someone to remotely consider the abomination of the sacrificing their firstborn to appease God. Rather, again, God wants justice and kindness and humility from his people. How do these words translate then to ears attuned to social justice? It goes something like this. If given the choice between spending a Sunday morning going to worship going through the same ritualistic steps over and over and over again, or going out and making a difference in the world, feeding the poor or fighting against slavery, then you should choose the latter. God doesn't want pew potatoes. God wants action heroes. Yet, before you jump to buy your next plane ticket to Southeast Asia or South Africa, let's pause and reflect a bit on this text. God does want justice. God does care about the social ills of the world. In fact, we could argue against the phrase social justice in favor of divine justice. God does seek to punish the evildoer. He seeks to punish the sex trafficker. He seeks to punish the oppressor. Yet, he also seeks to punish the student who cheats on their term paper. The child who lies to their parents about where they were on Saturday night. The employee who relishes in office gossip. We are so quick to point out the grandiose ills of the world that we tend to overlook the ills in our own lives. 
We might even go so far as to say, well, my fudging on a term paper is nothing compared to the selling of women for profit in Myanmar. We might see it that way, but does God? St. Paul reminds us that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. We all deserve the same death sentence, whether we are Mother Teresa or Adolf Hitler. Micah 6.8 should be a text that makes you cringe. When you gaze deep into the mirror of that text, can you truly say that you do justice, love kindness, and walk humbly before God? When you reflect back on your own life, do you see the injustice, the selfishness, and arrogance that lie there? Injustice is at the heart of the Christian faith. We but gaze 2,000 years in the past to see a grave injustice committed. An innocent man was whipped, beaten, ridiculed for us. An innocent man was made to drag his own means of execution through the cobblestone streets of Jerusalem for us. An innocent man was thrown down upon a cross where his hands and feet were nailed there for us. An innocent man was crucified as a common criminal for us. Our own injustices were placed upon him. He took the place of the sex trafficker. He took the place of the oppressor. He took the place of the cheater, the liar, the gossiper. He took our place. God brought justice to the world through the cross. God punished God for us. The gavel of the judge is echoed behind the hammering of the nails. The judge's not guilty verdict is heard behind the it is finished reply spoken from the lips of Jesus on the cross. The reason why you can do justice and love kindness and walk humbly before God is because Jesus did it for you. Through your baptisms, Christ lives in you. Since Jesus lives in you, he continues to do justice, love kindness, and walk humbly before God through you. Not just in the darkest regions of Asia or Africa, but in the immediate context of your dorm room, classroom, and office. God also does not call us to shirk off our Sunday morning worship in favor of feeding the poor. It is not an either-or, rather he calls us to a both-and kind of life. It is in the context of the worship service where we publicly admit the injustices that we have done. It is where we hear the words of forgiveness spoken to us. It is where we taste the word of forgiveness 
in the bread and wine of communion. It is where we are reminded of the mercy of God for us in Jesus so that we may know what it means to show mercy to others who suffer. So book that next flight to Asia, Africa, or South America. Feed the poor. Serve the needy. And fight for the oppressed. But also show up for church on Sunday morning. Let God feed you with his word. Let God serve you in your need. Let God remind you of the way that he fought for your oppression through the cross. Amen.